episode 134 of Divided by Werewolves. Hopefully y'all set your clocks back, which Ooh. is an old, old person thing to say. I saw somebody on Twitter, a writer that I follow, and she was like, only old people get that reference. And I'm like, that's true. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's true. Most Most of you youngsters with your cell phones and your... Like, yeah. honestly, in this house, we... We really only have like we have the we have three clocks. I have a wall clock up in the loft, so like when I'm playing games, I can look over at it and go, "Okay, I got a skedaddle." Mm. We have the microwave clock, but the funny thing about the microwave clock is we have this microwave. It's it's not on the counter; it's built into the cabinets, but it's mm-hmm. like at thigh level. Oh. So we have to lock it because otherwise, as you're like standing at the the counter. Your your legs will like hit the button and either open it or whatever, throw the microwave mm-hmm. on or whatever. Well, you can't see the clock if it's locked, and where it is, you're not gonna crouch down and be like, "Oh, what time is it?" Um, <laughs> so the only other clock that matters is the coffee maker because it works off of a timer. Um, right. So like when I had to set the clocks back last night, and then I have a, I, I have an I'm old school. I have an actual physical alarm clock. And it's like a fucking miracle machine because it lets you set different alarms for weekdays versus weekends. Then two different. So I can have one alarm Monday through Friday. I can have another alarm on Saturday. I can have another alarm on Sunday. It's got one push daily at the same time. And it's like was white plastic, which if you've ever like collect toys or Legos, like white plastic turns yellow over time. Mm. Yeah. This thing looks like every night I pee on it. That's how yellow it's gone. <laughs> but I'm like, I am never getting rid of it because it is fucking yeah. perfect. And I don't like using my phone because it's very loud and I can never grab it and just like turn it off. So like, I don't want to wake my, wake my wife up or whatever. But like the last house, I don't know why. We had like 9 million clocks. Oh, I know why. The oven had a clock. The microwave had yeah. a clock, and my wife could not stand if they were off, so I had to wait for it to like turn over, and then change the clock on one, and then wait for it to turn over again. We had like this giant clock in the entryway, and then we had a little clock in the family room, and a clock downstairs. It's like I had to just go through the house like changing. And she had a clock in her office for some reason, even though she has one on the computer. She had like a like a old alarm clock. I don't know why she doesn't have it now. I had to go through the house and like set like seven or eight clocks. Every time there was daylight savings time. And this time there was like two. And I'm like, well, this is better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to come to the real, I had to come to that realization because I fought it for a long time. I never wanted to use my phone as an alarm clock. I had an alarm clock um, up until a couple of years ago. And it's just the whole thing where like I'd forget to change the fucking battery. Yeah. Yeah. The power would go off. And I'd be like, fuck, the phone's always going to be on. And yeah. I know that, so I finally just just have. I've gone now to, to. I still wear a wristwatch. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I got the phone for the alarm clock, and pretty much everything is my phone. So, well, it's funny. My my son, he just moved into his first apartment, and my mother in law was like, "We're getting rid of some things. Does he need a wall clock?" And I'm like, "This motherfucker is like." He wouldn't look at a clock if his life depended on it, one. <laughs> and two, he's 19 years old. Do you really think he wants a wall clock? Like, I don't even know if he knows how to tell time if it's not That was digital. my thing. I don't <laughs> even know if my kids even know how to read a clock. <laughs> 
we're like, no, he's good. He doesn't need a wall clock. He's not. He didn't get an apartment in the in 1957. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I actually uh, when I got when I got my office um, when I got when I took this job that I'm doing now, I I, I wanted a a flyers clock to go. Mm. Well, that's different. And uh, I don't know if you've looked into like team clocks. They're expensive. But, uh, they're expensive. Yeah. Like for no reason. Yeah. And so I, I looked at that and I was like, well, fuck that. And so I ordered a, um, a vinyl decal of the logo uh, for $4 on uh, eBay. And then I bought a $4 clock at, at Walmart and I took that bitch apart. Local <laughs> on it. I have a flyers clock in my office. There you go. You could sell that for shit. Bucks. <laughs> you could you could you could get in the you could sell that on Etsy. You can yeah, make you could you can make like, fl- you know, flyers clocks. I was about to say like do forty instead of the sixty to one hundred and forty they go for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could undercut the competition. There's yeah, a new exactly. whole new revenue stream for you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but this is also the first for show November, which means. You know, we only have what two months left until the end of the year. It was such a weird thing for me to think of because I think from a movie perspective, when we go to do like our best of, I don't really feel like movies were going to suffer because even though like you know, I think last year was a stronger movie because like the movies that came out last year were like in production before the pandemic mm. hit, and now we're starting to see like things that you know maybe things were lagging because you know, the pandemic might have made it more difficult to make them. Games, mm-hmm. I feel like, is going to be a much harder thing because I just don't feel yeah. like there's been, like, that much stuff that's come out this year that I've been like, oh, yeah, this was, like, absolutely amazing. And I think that's in, in large part because of the way the pandemic has affected, you know, people's ability to, to get shit done. But um, but yeah. it's just so crazy to me to think that, like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's it's November, um, yeah, like yeah, we got with this show and another one, and then we'll be talking to, like you like like you're saying, talking about the best of the best of the year. Yeah, <laughs> already. Yep. But it's it's funny. I was looking at it um, when I was logging this stuff. From I finished um, one of the one of the ones we're talking about tonight. I finished up yesterday, and and since I've started putting them into Letterbox in my phone on the on the list, so I can keep up. This year, actually, I've seen more movies than I than ever since I've started since we've been doing the show that I've. Started oh, really? Yeah, I'm like 120 something in, and usually I've I've never hit 100. I've been like 96, 97, uh, but yeah, 121 or something this year already. Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to look and see where I am. I don't think I'm quite that high. Um, I, yeah, I'd have to look. I mean, I watch something, you know, five days a week, for the most part, five mm-hmm. days a week at work, and then usually something on the weekend too. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's quite that high. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, I've, um, I've seen a lot more than that, but just these are just like first time watches. Like yeah, 100, yeah, hundred and twenty, hundred twenty one, I think. Wow. Wow. Very good. All right, so first movie this week is um, the latest of uh, from Small Town Monsters. So we've covered um, a few of uh, Seth Breedlove's movies before. Just most recently, we did Howl of the Rougarou. Uh, we did The Bell Witch, and this one is On the Trail of Bigfoot: The Discovery 
on the trail of Bigfoot, the discovery. I always feel like there should be something after the discovery. That's not true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it hit uh, all of your streaming platforms on November 2nd. Um, and I, I thought this one was interesting because, you know, Bigfoot is kind of, you know, of all the mo- the monsters that they've kind of covered up until this point, this is the one that I'm the most familiar with because, you know, as a kid, you know, and things like In Search Of or Unsolved Mysteries, they know they would always end up doing an episode on Bigfoot. You know, there oh, was yeah. that kind of black yeah. and white grainy film of Bigfoot crossing the, you know, the woods, which I think has since been debunked that it was somebody yeah. in, in an ape suit. Um, and so this one, you know, kind of covers the Olympic uh, project, which is a group of, of individuals who kind of head into the Olympic Peninsula area of northern Washington, go into the forest there um, in search of, of Bigfoot. Um, and, you know, the thing that I think Stealth Breedlove does such a good job with is kind of presenting these folks not there's no judgment about mm-hmm. them. He's just kind of presenting them and their evidence and their experiences and talking with them and, and kind of following them and going to see what they've seen and talking about kind of the local, this one is less of a local, um, you know, his other movies are more regional. Like you might not have heard about the Rougarou. You might not have heard about the bell, Witch. so there's, there's some kind of right. cultural and, kind of regional history involved that that kind of needs to be discussed in order to kind of set the stage and everybody knows about bigfoot so he's able to more just kind of jump right in with the people in the project but he still kind of presents it like he's he's not a skeptic he's not looking to disprove something but he's also not looking to i think necessarily convince anyone He's just mm. kind of saying this is this is a group of people that go into the woods here. They're looking for Bigfoot. This is the evidence that they've found. These are the things mm-hmm. that they've documented. These are the th- their methods and kind of letting you draw their conclusion, which I think is why he's so good at what he does because mm-hmm. he's not passing judgment. He's not doing this with an agenda. He's just documenting what these folks are doing and then letting the viewer draw their own conclusion Mm -hmm. yeah this one um and this one you know this one doesn't necessarily like follow the formula that the others that we've seen have right um with the reenactments and and there's you know a couple of things but it doesn't do that and i think that's because this one not to say that it was rushed but you know um i think the reason that it got made was that they they came across these, what looked to be like nests or yeah, or bedding. Nests. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's and and that's kind of the way it's promoted. It's like when new evidence in the Bigfoot, you know, the the however many long his, year history of Bigfoot is found. You know, they jumped on it and, right. and, and grabbed their cameras and took off. And it's it's super interesting. It, it, the only thing about it, man, it's. It's a thing to make a an eighty some odd minute documentary about six, you know, um, bedding nests in the woods that they found. Yeah, that are like human sized or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, not that it, you know, it it did go by pretty quickly though. I didn't feel like it like was. No, they're always really through. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was super interesting, and it didn't drag or anything like that. But man, it was like those people were. 
you know, they're super into the Bigfoot thing, obviously, you know, and some of the, um, the sound recordings I thought were pretty fucking creepy, but yeah, cause it was like, you know, what the hell is that? You know what I mean? But one of those it, things for me. I wouldn't think Bigfoot though. That's the yeah, thing that's what I'm saying. Me. I wouldn't necessarily think Bigfoot, but at the same time, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know what animal that is. Or whatever, yeah. But I, or I think that, that like, sound is. and here, here's for me, I agree with you. So, so the nest that Mitch is talking about is they found these, they look like, you know, nests where it's like basically like branches, these kind of um, huckleberry branches had been, you know, kind of stripped and made into like bedding. And there was like placed in such a way that the, the people in the project felt that there was like, okay, we have a perimeter and then we have like the central ones and, and, and their research, you know, said that only, only like gorillas kind of make, like bears don't make nests like this. Gorillas make nests like this and they make them for bedding, they make them for birthing, that type of thing. And so their thinking was, okay, these nests are proof that there's something out in these Olympic Peninsula woods that are very dense, very hard to navigate through, very hard to see, you know, kind of be into as when you're walking in them. But these nests were proof. And then at one point, like, two guys were kind of out in the woods, and then they heard something. And when they go to where the, it was, they see that, like, a nest was kind of, like, half-formed. But, yeah, they also have these, like, audio recordings of, like, knocks and hoots and hollers. And it's like, you know, the reality is there's so much, you know, we're so limited. Even with everything that, you know, we as a species have been able to chronicle and, 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 and document in the woods and in these remote places, there's still so much that we just don't understand. The way that sound mm-hmm. travels, the way the birds, you know, wildlife, all these things can make these different noises. And so me as a, as a skeptic goes, well, just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean that it's something unknown. It just means that right. we just don't know what it is. It could be a perfectly reasonable explanation. Same thing with the beds. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe bears don't normally do that, but that doesn't mean that they don't do that. Like, right. You know, so I, I mean, obviously I don't, and part of it too is like, there's this one guy and he's like, you know, I've got stories. I know what I've seen. I know what I've heard, but it's stuff I'll never share with anyone. And I'm like, yeah, but you're also in a movie that right. I feel is really good about being impartial and giving the subjects a chance to explain and describe with no judgment and 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 I mean you know so now would be the time to talk about that stuff like why wouldn't you talk about that stuff like that's where I immediately yeah. kind of go well like all right well is there something there now that being said, the one thing that was interesting to me about this documentary and what the people felt is, you know, I think that when people talk about Bigfoot, they're like, oh, it's like a, you know, like a Yeti or like a Sasquatch, like, and their thinking was, well, maybe this is just a new, almost like a, like just a new species of gorilla, like a new species yeah, of primate. primate. Right. And that becomes a little more understandable or tenable. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know how from a, kind of evolutionary perspective even once all you know when all the i don't know when gorillas kind of first emerged um from an evolutionary perspective and like where the different continents were in terms of being split and Mm -hmm. together because you know gorillas are only in kind of like certain parts of the world right now and what would there have been an opportunity for something to make its way to what is now 
the Pacific Northwest, you know, I mean, it seems that's a pretty long way to go from where they are typically found now in Africa. And, um, and I don't know if another species would just be able to kind of just evolve in the Pacific Northwest in a way that nobody's right. ever seen them in a way that they've managed to stay hidden smart enough to know what's going yeah, on, and stay thing. hidden, <laughs> you know, even yeah. with everything that, that with, with the way in which, I mean, there's a reason why we've, we've not seen any new Bigfoot footage. Once cell phones became a thing, you don't see yeah. Bigfoot footage. Exactly. You don't see Loch Ness monster. You know, occasionally you'll see a leprechaun in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you have a flute. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I agree with you. It's like, you know, the, it's less of a, they're kind of typical, hey, you know, here's kind of the cultural and historical basis for these things and more of a, oh, right. shit, we found something. Let's go out here mm-hmm. and look at it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the only. That's really the only thing I could. The only strike against it for me is is because I've enjoyed the others so much, you know, because they do those deep dives into the history and, and stuff and the lore and stuff like that. And this one was just like, hey, here's these beds. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like I get it though. If it's if, if anything is it's perceived at this point as new evidence and something that's you know a, a something with the history of of Sasquatch, and of course. You're gonna, you know, if that's what you do for a living, you're headed the fuck out there. Like I get it, but right, you know, and like like we said, I mean, it's interesting and, and I enjoyed it, but just not as much as the others that I've seen. Yeah, and and I mean, I do like you know, for me, it is interesting to see how how well he's able to get people to talk, and I don't know if in part it's because he just has a good reputation as being, you know, I I don't know how much his work is kind of known in circles of folks who, you know, um, I don't want to call them monster hunters, but for lack of a better word, monster hunters, you know, I mean, the fact that he does give people a fair shake and he does listen and, and, and talk about stuff um, fairly in terms of, you know, I mean, because sometimes, you know, if you look at, I don't know, there's, there's different ways to, to approach these things. Some people are going to be approaching them from the point of view of they're trying to debunk it, and some people are going to be more pandering, and, and he's neither of yeah. those things. Um, yep. And so maybe folks who, you know, ascribe to these different, um, you know, kind of beliefs of, of otherworldly stuff are more willing to give him a chance because he is fair with the subjects. But... Um, I don't know. It could also just be that he's wanted to do a, do- a Bigfoot documentary and he's kind of plugged into, you know, this project. And once they told him that they had found something, he just was kind of on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're always fun to watch. Like I, and I think for me, it, it is in part because I grew up, you know, you know, we both would have with with the, you know, in search of, you know, your mm-hmm. Leonard, Leonard Nimoy and the unsolved mysteries and 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 all that stuff. Uh, you yeah, know, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and those type of things, and it's like there really isn't a space. E- even fucking dumbass Geraldo Rivera with Al Capone's vault, right? Like, I mean, it was so yeah, stupid. I but that. I mean, that that <laughs> idea of of the unknown, you know, kind of what being those in, books. I always wanted those books too. Yeah, there like, was that like book set the, the from Time, like, Time Life, Life series. Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> yeah, so this this idea of of the unknown kind of like almost being like an event, 
Um, yeah. You know, and, and we don't really get that anymore, which, which is, I guess, understandable to a certain degree. But it's also a little sad because, you know, there's yeah. something about the idea of the unknown and and that kind of discovery and curiosity and and whatnot. And it's not just, you know, I don't know who this celebrity is fucking or <laughs> what, right, exactly. what they, you know, like what they put on their Instagram feed and why we all don't like Chris Pratt and, you know, whatever. <laughs> shit like that but um but anyway uh like we said it is it's streaming anywhere you you get your normal uh <coughs> digital fare um so so definitely go go check it out and uh you know i i hope i mean there's a whole country worth of of these type of things for him to to kind of discover yeah. and keep discovering so hopefully um I just I hope the Jersey Devil one's next. I, I this one was fine as a one-off, but I hope I hope the Jersey Devil one is still next. Yeah, yeah, that that would be that would be a fun one to watch. I remember mm-hmm. there's this like um, it's uh, they made a show on it or a movie too. I can't remember if it's on HBO or not, but it was about these girls, these women who um, got lost in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, and you know the, one of them had. Um, kind of run through this really kind of rich neighborhood asking for help and then disappeared and and um you know like it's kind of like her mom trying to find where she went and um that there's not like a supernatural aspect to it but whenever i hear the jersey mm-hmm. devil i always kind of think of that that story of that woman and her daughter you know trying to find mm-hmm. out like what happened to her because like a number of women had gone missing they're kind of like escorts and they'd all kind of gone missing around the same area and they're thinking like well maybe there's like a serial killer or something but the cops didn't didn't want to do anything because they were escorts and um mm-hmm. but um yeah like that whole kind of pine Pine Barrens area in Jersey is is really kind of like a freaky freaky place. Um, so a Jersey Devil one would be would be great. Um, mm-hmm. But um, okay, so what what do you want to do next? You want to do Titan or you want to do Lamb? Uh, either one. I, <laughs> I had similar similar reactions to both, I guess. Okay. Um, all right. So the next one we're going to talk about is uh, what we'll do. We'll do Titan. Um, so okay. Titan is the it, – it actually won uh, the – I believe it won the, the Palme d'Or uh, of Cannes um, this year. No, it won something mm-hmm. at Cannes. Um, yeah. And I'm sure I'm saying that entirely incorrectly. Um it is the the follow up um by uh Julia Ducorno um who also did Raw one of my favorite movies um of uh I think it was like 2016 2017 um yeah what year that came out and um it is it's not like I think Raw is definitely much more like a straight up horror movie um this is uh it's 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 got horror in it it's sci-fi stuff it's it's oddly enough a family drama um Mm -hmm. it's 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 not all over the place in the sense of the word of being you know kind of disjointed and not focused 
it is right. kind of all over the place in terms of the different genres and things that it encompasses. Um, but basically, um, Agatha Roussel, who this is the first movie she's ever been in, uh, which is amazing when you consider how much was kind of put on her, um, mm -hmm. plays Alexia, who is a young woman that uh, as a child... So we, when we first see her as a child, you kind of get the impression that she's not a typical child. She's kind of driving with her father. She's making noises like, uh, like a car engine. He's kind of telling her to stop, but then has to like she takes her seatbelt off. He's got to tell her to not, and then they get in an accident. Then we see her, and she's got a plate in her skull. She's got. Um, you know, she's um, got the, the collar, uh, you know, like the giant halo collar to keep her head stabilized. Um, right. And comes home, and then we see her as an adult at, like, an underground car show, basically dancing quite sexually on her car. Um, she has a... Um, kind of run in with a fan who is essentially like saying that, you know, he wants to kiss her and wants to, you know, whatever he does. So, and then while he's doing that, she pulls out this looks like a hairpin fucking mm. stabs him in the ear <laughs> and kills <Yeah>. him. <laughs> then goes in to shower off. Uh, here's kind of a banging noise outside that apparently is her car. Um, and then by all accounts gets fucked by her car. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's not an exaggeration. She's, she's literally in her car, um, apparently getting fucked by her car. Um, and then kind of goes back home and, you know, I don't know about you, but like, there's like a news story about this serial killer killing people and her father kind of looks at her like he knew that uh -huh. she had been the one to do it. Right. Um, so then she, uh, goes to a party at a house and decides to kill the woman she was with and then in one of the best most hilarious scene, <laughs> scenes uh, in a movie proceeds to try to kill everybody in the house but is like constantly annoyed and just <laughs> exhausted by the number of people in the house <laughs> yeah <laughs> that she has to then kill because she can't leave anybody alive <laughs> Like, at one point, she asks this guy, like, how many are up there are you? And he's like, oh, yeah. there's this guy and, you know, Pepe and da-da-da-da. She's like, is anybody else showing up? And he's like, I don't know. And then, like, she, like, kills him. And then, unfortunately for her, someone does get away. And she is in the train station, realizes that her name is kind of all over the place, sees that there's not only, you know, on the one hand... um, folks are there's a wanted poster for her but there's also a poster uh of this kid who had disappeared at a young age and they kind of like you know did the the whole aging thing on him 
and mm-hmm. um, and she's like, "Well, I could kind of look like that." So she cuts her hair short, breaks her nose on the bathroom sink, and decides to try to pass herself off as this guy's adult son. Um, and he has his own set of issues. He runs a firehouse, and he Oof. runs it like a uh, like a like a dictatorship. He's also taking steroids because he's not mm. as strong as he wants to be. And so she every night is binding her breasts, but then also is actually at this point pregnant. Mm-hmm. And there's motor oil coming out of places, <laughs> so she's binding her belly binding her chest and trying to live with this guy who you can't tell at the time if he goes, well, that wasn't my son, but doesn't care because I I don't know. There's this documentary I watched years ago about this family whose son disappeared when he was young and this con man shows up claiming to be their kid Hmm. and in it, when you're watching, you're like, why did anyone think this guy was actually their kid? And what they got into is like, they were just so kind of desperate for this guy mm-hmm. to be their son. They were willing to overlook what any sort of like impartial observer would think was all of these warning signs, blatantly like just completely obvious warning signs that mm-hmm. he was not their son. And and I got the same thing with this. I don't know if you did. I, I when I got the impression when he kind of was like, yeah, that's my kid, that he just was, I don't know if he was like, it's not and I know it, or I don't right. care, or what it was. But I never really got the impression that he was like 100% yes, that is my son. No, no, I don't think so. Um, I, because, you know, initially, like, I, I didn't feel like initially, and then there was stuff later on. I was like, oh, for sure. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, at one point, she's, you know, kind of, she finds a dress in the closet, and she's kind of like putting it on, and he comes in, and he shows her this photo of his son, very young, wearing that dress. And he's like, ah, you are mm-hmm. my son. And I got the impression of, like, based on kind of how his behavior was. And that that maybe like he was not happy that his son was wearing a dress, and, mm-hmm. and basically sent kind of like fought with him, and and essentially was the reason his son went away in the first place, and yeah. was now essentially kind of making up for that by going because he kind of said a couple times like it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you mm-hmm. do, like I know you're my son, so you get this impression that right. he, yeah he's like kind of making up for you know something that had happened and even though he knows that she's not um his son she he, mm-hmm. he's okay with it because now he could kind of basically say my kid's back and i can just kind of like pretend this person um mm-hmm. is my kid and then it you know it kind of goes from there in terms of like she's pregnant with a car's baby <laughs> like <laughs> You know, and so it's so it kind of like it starts off as this like she's killing people, she fucks her car, then it goes to this where she's navigating things with this almost like a surrogate father, and he's you know, and then it just kind of gets kind of weird from there. But, um, I mean, Raw was a much more straightforward horror movie. This to me is. 
I mean, it has horror aspects to it, but to me it really is just more a movie about two people who are trying to... F- like, they, they don't have... There's something they don't have in their lives. Like, her father, you get the mm-hmm. impression, was very standoffish with her. Like, there's something she's looking for that she can't find, and somehow she's filling... I don't know why she's killing people. She's filling Yeah, that was my thing. Void. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, by, like, killing these people. It's almost like she wants something from them, and then when she realizes she can't get it, she kills them. Yeah, yeah, um, I think so, especially with the girl. Yeah. Not so much with the first guy, because he was right. just a, you know, a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, with the, the girl, uh, the other girl, the other dancer, and then... Uh, Who was in I Raw. mean, you know, yeah. right. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I don't it, know, it was just kind of weird, but you, you're right, now that you say that. It's like, she obviously was looking for something from her, and she found something about her unique that she liked, and she thought, you know... But then it got weird. Right, <laughs> so she, right. And her only way of... It's like the right. only way she knew how to deal with it was just to be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just kill you. Right, um, exactly. And then when she, you know, kind of puts herself um, in into the life of of this guy, um, and he he's, he's, he's... And even, like, at one point, his ex-wife... I get the impression it's his ex-wife comes, yeah. and she says to... To Alexia at that point, I think her name is I think Adrian. Adrian, yeah. It was basically like, I don't care who the fuck you are, just take care of him. Like it doesn't matter, just take care of him. And so he's looking for something, she's looking for something. They kind of find that thing together. Like he kind of is teaching her at one point. Like you know, they're they're they they go they respond to this woman's like son is overdosed. And they're working on the son. Well, the mo- then doesn't the mother have like a heart attack? And right. and so, you know, he's Vincent, uh, Vincent Linden as Vincent is basically ta- t- teaching her how to do CPR using the Macarena. He's like, you know, one, two, three, four, <laughs> Macarena. You know that type of. And she actually brings this woman back, and then is so happy about it. So like they they manage to find, even though she's. Like he knows she's not his son, and it's like this whole kind of family thing. But they still manage to find something together mm-hmm. at the end. And even I don't want to spoil what happens, but then kind of you know he's able to find something even great, even greater. That it's like it's it's this really weird uh, <laughs> like mismatch of mishmash of kind of horror. Like people when they first started talking about him. And I understand from the trailer, you know, they were looking at it like, oh, this is like Crash, the 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 Cronenberg yeah. movie. Like this is like Crash, and it's nothing right. like Crash. Oh no! I mean, <laughs> no. it's nothing like Crash. There, 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 there's some similarity there. There's some body horror. Obviously, there's the sexual aspect of the car, but it's an entirely different type of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was it was visually very striking fantastic performances but it is mm. a really weird movie <laughs> yeah it, yeah very <laughs> and i think that i don't know i don't know like i think that i think that if she i think this would have been a very hard sell if she hadn't made raw which i 
I, I yeah. to me is still a, an absolutely just amazing, fantastic movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's one of those things where I, you know I don't know. Uh, it's very stylistic, mm-hmm. and and I think that had I not ever heard of this person and not you know and I, and Raw wasn't a thing, uh, I probably still would have wanted to see it. Yeah, but man. I don't know that I'd have been all in on whatever else she did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just like, man, sometimes, you know, a movie's just fucking weird because it's weird and it doesn't really have anything to say. Right. And sometimes, you know, a movie very much has something to say and there's just choices made in how it says it. And sometimes those things go completely over my fucking head. Yeah. And this one, I you know, it, it's not that it's hard to follow. It's just some of the some of the things, some of the symbolism uh, was a little lost on me. I think, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the ending. I was just like, I love the uh, ending. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was great, but I'm still, I'm sitting there, I'm just sitting there like, fuck, like what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a movie where, to some degree, you, you almost have to not like. I think looking for an explanation is not going to get you I oh, no. I I, I don't like... I mean the whole thing with the car I I don't really understand that's what I didn't understand I that just was yeah I don't get it <laughs> I mean I don't know if it's a situation where you know she had such a hard time kind of connecting with humans but then because of the auto accident and the metal in her head she just felt mm. more in tune with this car somehow. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't fully understand that part either, um, because <laughs> it doesn't make to me. It doesn't make a trade. It just. It's almost there as like a. Oh yeah, she gets fucked by a car, and you're like, wait, what? And then she's like, yeah, yeah, she's getting right. fucked by a car, and not only is she gonna get fucked by a car, she's gonna get impregnated by a car, and you're like, oh, okay, like <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But don't don't focus on that entirely because there's all this other shit's going on. Don't, don't focus know. on that at all. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go with this part because it's going to get so much better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I I I totally I agree with you a hundred percent. Like, I don't I don't I do not think you're wrong at all. Um, it it is definitely something that is kind of you do have to kind of just go with it and then it either works or, or it doesn't. But what you have to just kind of go with is so weird and out there that it's like the elephant in the room, right? It's like, yeah, you know, right. when she's pretending to be, you know, this guy's son and they're fighting fires and, you know, she's dancing on top of the, the fire engine and, and all the yeah. guys in the firehouse are like, dancing in such a way that you're like, all right, just everybody just fuck one another because it really seems to be what you want to do. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But just you're all going to be so much happier if this just turns into an orgy. And then you're like, it's like you feel like there's this one guy in the back of the room going, are we not going to talk about the fact that the car fucked her? Like, we're just going to let that go? Okay, cool. I'm the weird one. Got it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) so it it definitely does um yeah it's it's there and i guess the willing the the degree to which you're okay with just not engaging with it or not having the movie engage with it beyond just what we see happen um Mm -hmm. i think really can kind of will kind of dictate 
how much you can enjoy it because it is a very weird. I was talking to my wife about it. I talk, I mention this all the time. I was telling her about the movies I watch, and she was just like, "What? I don't. What? Why?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't know." Yeah. Um, yeah. We really liked her last one. Where yeah, the, where yeah. The girl was a cannibal. Yeah, that was much more straightforward. Girl was a cannibal. Mom was a cannibal. Dad got eaten. Yeah. <laughs> End scene. Yeah. Yeah. So of course we had to watch her next one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so kind of a similar. <laughs> this was this was a week of weird movies. Um, it I gotta was. Lie. Good lord. Uh, and and so the next one. Um, is uh lamb um and we're gonna unfortunately just butcher uh the names of the folks um in this movie um and so this was uh directed by vladimir johansson with written by sion and vladimir uh johansson so vladimir johansson um prior to this had never let's see uh well he did direct um a short film he did special effects for like the tomorrow war uh which filmed in uh mm. iceland he did special effects on rogue one um some transformers oh, movies prometheus he was a uh camera and electrical department for you know a bunch of game a number of he was an electrician on a number of game of thrones movies so he's kind of been in the industry for a while this is his mm. first kind of director uh directing a, a movie um and it stars uh, Numi Rapace, who um, was the kind of original Elizabeth Salander in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo movies when they were made in Sweden. She was also in um, like this past season of uh, Jack Ryan there on uh, mm. Amazon. She was in the um, oh shoot the Sherlock Holmes the sequel the second one with Jude Law and uh, Robert Downey Jr. She's been in a bunch of things. Um, so her, she plays Maria and Hilmar's, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's like vowels mish, mashed together and <laughs> vowels with hats. Uh, Snyer Guanison, there we go, uh, is her husband, Ingvar. Um, they basically live in Iceland. Um, they are on this farm, kind of up in the mountains. They raise sheep. Um and it's it it's basically like 35 minutes of just kind of watching them farm and deliver yeah. uh lambs and the movie opens from the perspective of something kind of walking along the countryside it kind of comes across a group of horses they don't seem too happy about it they kind of run off then you kind of see him coming this thing kind of its perspective of coming into this barn of sheep and then kind of the movie starts proper um and maria and her husband are you know the you see them kind of delivering these lambs and they always are kind of delivered like feet first or ass first and then there's one sheep or who's pregnant and this lamb is kind of coming out face first well then we see maria the, the lamb is sleeping in like a bassinet in their room and she's kind of mm. the lamb is kind of in a in a blanket and she's kind of feeding the lamb and 
he's feeding the lamb and he's got it in the bassinet and and the female sheep keeps kind of going to the window like bleeding like hey yeah y'all took my baby and they're like fuck you go away (laughs) and it isn't until like an hour or whatever 45 minutes or even once Pator, his Ingvar's brother, shows up. Uh, this is kind of this deadbeat, past, like failed musician mm-hmm. uh, who shows up. That we see that the lamb Ada is essentially like a toddler who walks on two legs and has one arm that's like a human arm and one arm that's like a lamb arm, but has a full lamb head. right on her shoulders and Pater's Pater's like what the fuck is this thing and they're like oh yeah she's kind of shy around visitors and he's like are you not seeing this shit like (laughs) yeah but even he he takes the Ada out and is like has the gun on her is ready to fucking shoot her in the face and even he kind of just kind of accepts okay Yeah, you know, uh, he, Peter uh, uh, Ingvar is like it's happiness. Don't ask any questions. Yeah, he, he he basically is just like, all right, yeah, this is their baby now. That's cool. Um, yeah. They got a lamb baby. Um, yeah. It's it is it it is a very it is the slowest of slow burns. Um, yes, it is. It is a very um, deliberately paced movie that has essentially. One kind of singular payoff moment, I guess, if you want to call it that. And so whether or not you want to kind of sit through it to get to that point, you know, obviously that's personal preference. It's up. Um, I I loved it personally. Um, That it too. Once it was all done. You know, my wife was, and I don't want to spoil what happens because I, because there is only that one payoff. <laughs> if we were like, yeah. and then here's what yeah. happens, and be like, oh, okay, well, never mind. Um, yeah, if you're not into it, I would by the time, like by the time Peter shows up, if you're ready to check out, yeah, probably go ahead and check out. But yeah, if you know, if yeah, you're into it, man, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, because my wife was like, well, what do you? think it was and i said i to me it, it seemed almost like a fairy tale like yeah um you know kind of the the choices that they made and, and what kind of what they did with ada and kind of how they raised her and and kind of the life that they had there and um you know the their kind of choices around um her almost felt like like a fairy tale and, and they make a point mm. you know uh ingvar makes a point of kind of almost telling a fairy tale to to ada um mm-hmm. you know that it, it feels like it's like this you know this okay this childless couple on this remote farm they find this baby that's like half sheep and then kind of where it goes from there like i mean that sounds like the setup for a fairy tale and then kind of the way that right. it, it goes and then what happens at the end to me that's what it was supposed to be um almost just like a modern telling of like a fairy tale. And then the kind of the, the messages and the, the warnings that kind of, and not like, you know, not like a fucking 
sanitize Disney, but like the original, like mm, Grim, yes. Brothers Grimm, where they're like in Cinderella, where right. like the stepsisters are like cutting parts of their feet off to fit it yeah. in the shoe, or like the people with the you know that dance themselves to death because of you know the yeah. magic shoes, like that kind of like there's lessons in this shit, <laughs> right. that kind of fairy tale. Um, yeah, which so, I appreciate it because honestly, like when you look at something like this, my immediate, my immediate thought is, Oh shit. It's, it's, it's some kind of a metaphor or, or, or something or something that I'm not going to fucking get it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to go right over my head again. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, I'm not going to understand the, the message at all. And then I was pleasantly surprised. Like it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really good. Like it, even if, and this is the kind of thing that even if, it, it wasn't a lamb baby if it was just you know you take these characters and and this you know the brother shows up and there's some family stuff there yeah. obviously and some kind of you know some other stuff going on and and that's interesting enough you know that you know it could have you know depending on where it went you know could have been just you know like a, a fucked up movie but uh like that um what was that that movie where she chop dude up and put him in ice cream <laughs> or whatever put him in ice cream yeah she, she fed him to the family at the end in the ice cream it was on uh oh. shutter the rape movie yes oh shit what was that shit it's not invasion but it's something similar to that yeah but anyway yeah. like yeah with the ashes this, yeah 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 so this you know this could have been that you know or whatever, like, and, and it would have been, but then, like, it's this fantastical thing, right, with this lamb baby, and it's, that's just a part of the movie, like, it's yeah. just, that's there, and they're still having to deal with his asshole brother, and, right. and you know, the other things like that, so it's not, like, at all what I expected. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it a lot, and I remember when they, like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, because it was like an A24 production and, you know, I typically really enjoy their movies. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't, uh, I specifically, I mean, I think I watched the trailer for it. I'm not, I'm not like you at this point where I'm just kind of like off trailers entirely. And then I kind of saw the trailer and was like, this, this could go one of two ways. Um, and then, you know, I started reading the reviews and, and, People just really, really enjoyed it, um, but I, I, I purposefully didn't want to know, you know, too much about it because I, right. I didn't want it to be a situation where, you know, I mean, you, you, you really need to go into this knowing because, you know, of of the limited kind of, I guess, payoffs for lack of a better word. It's yeah. like you really need to be patient and not have it spoiled because then you know mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to have much. Um, yeah, the, I think the impact certainly certainly you don't want to lessen that impact. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yep. So, uh, and it'd be interesting to see what this guy does next. Um, and and then what kind of I mean like that's the thing I guess I like about A twenty four is they're they you know they did Green Knight and this movie like they they're willing to kind Saint of Maud Saint Maud yeah I, I mean they're willing to kind of 
go out on a limb with these like really weird ass things mm-hmm. because yep. um you know they see a value in it um so but um yeah that's all i knew about it was a24 i didn't even watch the trailer so i was completely like completely not knowing what i was in for yeah outside of the poster i'd seen the poster so i had seen the poster too so all i knew about it was like this couple has a lamb baby and i was like okay like an actual like a like a baby like a lamb like i mean a lamb is a baby lamb's a baby sheep like (laughs) (laughs) no i mean like a baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a like a baby. <laughs> it's basically yeah. it's basically what we're saying here. <laughs> uh, so and that uh it's available all the streaming places. So they did another one of those things though, the same thing they did with Green Knight with this movie, where um for like one night it was like you could buy tickets and it was mm. streaming and then like the next day, they're like, ah, it's just everywhere. And you're like, okay, yeah. why would you? All right, sure, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so anywhere, anywhere your favorite streaming things are, that's where you can find it, and you can watch all the lamb goodness for yourself. Um, all right. So real quick, um, so I finished Metroid Dread last night, and when I say I finished it. That means I stopped playing it. <laughs> so, I, there's been many times playing this game, and I mean, like, I've never finished a 2D Metroid. I finished all the Metroid Primes, but I don't play, you know, for the most part, I don't really play Metroidvania games. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't play old school, you know, NES, Super NES games. Mm-hmm. And um, I had. Uh, Many times while playing this game, it's just like, fuck this game. These bosses are fucking ridiculous. But every time I would kind of get to that point, I would put the game down and then pick it up the next night and usually be able to take care of the boss fairly easily. And so I had gotten to the final boss, and the final boss is like a three-stage fight, and there's no save points in between stages, of course, because that would show too much respect for the player's time um (laughs) and i i think i spent about an hour friday night on this boss fight and i had like gone back through you know i'd gone backtracking and you know got extra you know energy tanks Mm. and missiles and things like Mm -hmm. that like i wasn't just like rolling up there with whatever you know i had when i ended um it and so I spent like an hour Friday night on it, and then last night I spent like an hour on it. And I mean, I got to the third stage a handful of times, but I just didn't ever, you know, kind of got far enough. And when I was kind of going online and reading about tips, then they were just like, yeah, you know, this one thing in the second part is just practice. That's all it is, just practice. And I'm like, I don't want to have to practice playing a game. I'm just not, like, nothing mm-hmm. against people who want to do that i'm just not that type of person um and the and the funny thing is like the main narrative reveal like the big plot point comes mm-hmm. in the cutscene right before that boss fight <laughs> so it's like uh, basically when you finish that boss fight it's just like every other metroid game where she like fucking runs through a ship and takes off <laughs> so like in yeah. terms of like the payoff of 
being able to get the big reveal and the, the, the satisfying kind of story thing it almost happens like before it, which I had gotten to mm-hmm. by doing everything else up until that point. <laughs> right. um, and so I was like, I'm okay not... I mean, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not the type of person who... Like, I know me... And I know that when I get fixated on something like this, it typically doesn't go well. You know, it tends to be the thing I think about the most. I end up, like, obsessing mm. over it and it affects my sleep. And that's not an exaggeration. And and so I was just like, I could feel myself kind of going down that path. And I was like, no, just take it out of the Switch, delete the game, send it back, you're good. And uh, it that's that's what I did, um, and I think for me it really is like I'm just I don't I don't know like I'm sure with time I would have gotten to that point because you know it's just like any of these things it's like you start the first stage, kind of figuring it out figuring it out then you get to the point where like okay first stage isn't really a problem then you get to the second stage just like you're figuring it out mm-hmm. you're figuring it out okay second stage really isn't a problem then the third stage you're figuring it out you're figuring it out and for me it really just became oh I don't really want to spend all that time I don't know how long but that time how much that time is going to represent i don't want to spend all that time i'd rather just play something else um, yeah. but i mean you know the music's great the production values are great the move sets all the different power-ups all that shit the puzzles for finding like if you wanted to 100 percent this game like there's some of the kind of ability and movement puzzles really are fantastic um and I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, yeah, you know, that final boss really wasn't a big deal. That ain't me. Um, oh, I mean, is that it's just, difficult. I mean, huh? just about everybody's comment. Every, just about everybody that I know of that's, you know, that, that it's played it or whatever is commenting on the difficulty. Yeah. And I think I'm just not, you know, I mean, I think that's that's just, I mean, I'm, if I ever was there, and I, I, I'm not sure I ever was, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm just not there now. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, I mean, and I don't, I don't begrudge anyone. Like, if they, if that's what they want to spend their time doing, I think that's great. Um, yeah, I just, you know, for me, I just don't have the patience, I guess, um, for it. But mm-hmm. you know, it's all good. Um, I enjoyed the time I spent with it. I'm glad they made it. Now, if we could just fucking get. Yeah. One, Please. let's get let's get the Prime trilogy on the Switch. Yes. Um, and two, let's get Prime Four. And yeah. then but the right way. Get it where it needs to be first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I'm I'm in no hurry to have it uh done wrong and shitty. I mean I want it done to where it it needs to be you know, it needs to be the same level of quality and what we've, you know, what we saw in the first yes. three because those 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 games were absolutely amazing. Um, yep. So, but um, yeah, and so now I'm just you know playing Far Cry Six, and then I'm looking forward to playing Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I was kind of amazed, I was kind of surprised at the number of positive reviews with like the writing and all that stuff. I was like, I mean, yeah. I heard some reviews are like, this is the systems don't all necessarily mesh well together, but then I've read some other reviews that were like, this is like legitimately one of the best games of the year. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And then, you know, Forza Horizons, I'm not a Forza fan, but that, that, 
I'm like, I haven't played a racer Ooh. in a while. But I was actually looking like some of the best gate. Like I was trying to look my. So my mom, my sister runs a nonprofit in Chicago. My mom works for her, and their busiest time because they they um, distribute. Um, they do. Uh, they help poor families and seniors. And throughout the normal course of the year, they give food. They give like baskets of things like you know toilet paper paper towels toiletries that type of mm. thing but then they have they do a drive at the holidays where they do um gift baskets like for so all the kids get a certain number of gifts and stuff and seniors get gifts and that type of thing so like the holiday season was like one of their busiest times like they literally work like you know six seven days a week so they always want to get their their gifts to us gift ideas early so they can so i was like trying to find like games that i could buy and i was just like i was going through the list and i was like well that's on game pass that's on game pass that's on game pass that's on game and i was just like 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 one of the best games that he was like oh you know like what well, yeah fucking psychonauts too that's game pass like forza i like that's game pass like all these things i was like god damn it <laughs> i'm not gonna have him give me something i already get free like <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I realized like how many games I still. I was like, because I was like, oh well, you know, I play Far Cry, but then what am I gonna do next? I always feel I don't. Know if, I'm sure you're the same way because you always tend to be like six, nine months behind. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm always like, what am I gonna do next? And then it's like, yeah, I'm <laughs> Cyberpunk. I still have to replay Batman: Arkham Knight. I have Psychonauts two. I have you know, like, um, there's like a, there was another game. On Game Pass, like a big game, uh, and I was like, I forget what else, whatever it was. It's like all these fucking things. It's like, yeah, I think you're fine. <laughs> I think you're. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna have a problem here. Oh man, I am. I am so prepped for retirement. It makes oh, no God. sense. I'm gonna be so fucking busy. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, the only <laughs> thing is, it's like that's this. That OLED screen on that Switch is so pretty. I'm just like, uh, I don't want to play something where I'm fucking streaming some Xbox game on my iPad. I'm literally like shit compared to the screen. <laughs> like, like, but I I have a fucking shit ton of Switch games that I bought on sale that I barely have gotten into. It's not yeah. like you know, so. But I always do that. I'm like, what am I gonna play? It's like, all right, relax. <laughs> You're, you're fine, right? It's like, it's like you know when your kid complains, like there's nothing to eat in this house. It's like, all right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen for you if you really want to see what it's like. <laughs> I, there was a point in my life where literally I subsisted on cake mix and milk because it was all that was available to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was damn good. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Sounds good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so hopefully I don't know if if uh, well Guardians might come by the time we do our next show. I don't know. We'll see how Gamefly decides to treat us. But so I'm just curious because you're playing Last of Us Part Two. Like, where are you in that at this point? Um, I am about eleven hours in. Um. I just so I just caught up to Nora, who told me where Abby is, and then uh, I guess at the hospital. So I guess I'm headed to wherever it was. She oh, said okay. Abby's, Abby's hiding. 
Okay, so you, okay, so you, all right, yeah, okay. Are are you enjoying it? Like, I don't remember. Are were you a big fan of the first one or? No, I mean, I liked it when I played it, but it wasn't. It didn't blow me away or anything. Like a lot of these, a lot of these like AAA games, I tend to have that reaction to. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, yeah, it was good, but it wasn't yeah. like. I don't lose my shit over them the way people seem to. Like I did with um, God of War, the new God of War. Well, God, like, that, that was, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, but like The Last of Us, I played it when it came out. I played it on PS3. Um, it was like the last big PS3 game I remember. Okay, and yeah, me too, yeah. I, yeah, I played it then, and I, I played it, finished it, and I was done with it. And I was like, yeah, that was good. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, amazing or anything. And then, like I said, when I started this one, I was like, I hope I'm not supposed to know who the fuck any of these people are because I don't. I, I was like, I, I know. I, I was like, I was, I was like, oh yeah, he had a brother. Yeah, yeah, that, I, I did the same thing. That. I did the same, and I was like, that's right, she's immune. Completely fucking forgot. Well, that I remember because that was such <laughs> yeah, a big, I didn't, a big I, part <laughs> of it, but yeah, I did not remember that at all. So. <laughs> 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 it's like the main plot point. You're like, oh yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, look, I played it a long time ago. I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Like, I didn't do the remaster or anything. I played it literally one time. So. It's the remix. Uh, <laughs> now, I didn't. I certainly didn't like it so much that I had to buy it slightly upgraded for PS4. Oh, <laughs> like, no, no. no uh-uh. I'm good. PS3 yeah. once. I'm good. That's all I needed. Yeah, I remember yeah. the giraffes. You know, that's, I remember, there were giraffes. I remember that, but... Yeah, just like, you know, when they were like, oh, they're making a show, I'm just like, why? Like, Yeah, ah, I don't need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, no, I, I, I was genuinely surprised that I'm like, do we really need, like, uh, I mean, another zombie show? Like, that just doesn't seem yeah. to me like something we need, but, you know, right. whatever, what do I know? Yeah. I, guess, I guess if you want to have a show where, like, a 12-year-old stabs a guy in the neck... <laughs> With a yeah. broken bottle, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that'll yeah. go over real well. <laughs> yeah. Dude, blame The Walking Dead, man. Everything, uh, I guess everything has to be a, a gritty show about zombies. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not wrong. All right, so that has been episode uh, 134. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and then uh, we should have plenty of talk to talk about uh, in the next couple of weeks. I can't even—I don't, I don't even know what's coming out or what's been out. Or I'm so I spent so much time watching Halloween movies during the month of October. <laughs> I don't even know what is <laughs> out and available. So, um, but. Uh, I'm sure we'll find something to talk about. So uh, for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We hope to spend some more time with you in the next two weeks. So thank you again. Good night and have a good evening.